One of my favorite lines in a movie is this little boy and he says, I see dead people. I don't see dead people, but I dream of dead people. So I am sharing with you some of my favorite dreams after people that I love have passed and they visit me in my dreams to let me know they're okay and that they're happy and that they're just rid of their body that failed them. Well, today we're going to talk about me dreaming of dead people. Yep. Yeah. How cool is that? So uh, this is something I've been able to do for, I figured it out yesterday. It's 35 years. I have been dreaming when people die, they come in my dreams and they tell me they're okay. So the reason I wanted to do this was yesterday I was speaking with someone and we were just talking about um, his loved one, his father that had passed. And then he says, I pray for him every day. And I'm, and I thought that was so touching and it's so beautiful, but I thought, why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, for me, my dad um, passed in 2020 and he had MS and he literally is fine now, which right. I will get into that dream in a little bit. But when this, you know, gentleman is telling me he prays for him, I'm like, don't you realize they're better off than we are? Yeah. They are done with the human body, the human body that has now failed them. You know, it might have been a sickness, whatever. They're back home. We call right. it home. We don't really, you can call it heaven. You can call it whatever you'd like, but they're back home. They completed their job that they mm -hmm. were supposed to do on this earth and they went home. Whatever ailed them, sorry, whatever right. ailed them, they are free of. They're in a much better place than we are. So in my mind, people kind of have that backwards. Mm -hmm. If you want to pray for somebody, pray for the people that are still here. Pray for them so that they begin to understand. You know, pray for planet Earth, for, uh, you know, Mother Earth. Pray for us as a species so that we develop or develop and evolve. Um, those that have already crossed over are in a much better place and have a much better sense of understanding mm -hmm. than we do. And the other thing I want to say is, um, and I know you do, everybody does this with the best intentions, but when somebody passes, you say, I see so many posts, rest in peace. And I do laugh because I think they're doing a lot more than just resting. Mm -hmm. I, they're not in their coffin. That is a body. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm part of a, a group that we, you know, respect the fact that their children do live after their death. And mm -hmm. it's like, guys, they're not resting in peace. They're still sending us signs. They're still communicating with us. And, you know, our chicken in the basket right there, that sign from Jess and Josh after 23 years. Uh, you can't make this up. So today we're going to talk about I Dream of Dead People. Right. Okay, so we're going to start. I'm going to start because I dream of dead people. That is my superpower. 35 years ago, my boss, Brian, he passed. He, uh, I worked with him at Curtis Mathis. Do you remember that TV VCR, you know, store that you could rent videos? And I worked with Brian at Curtis Mathis. So he was trying to make a better life for himself and he was taking classes in Milwaukee and on his way home, he fell asleep and he passed. 
So um, about, we, I, I think it was 1987, um, so then 22 years old, we have no children yet. Mm-hmm. We're able to sleep till like 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I would sometimes ask for travel in the morning. It was just really quite interesting. But at night, I would start dreaming of Brian. And it was really interesting. And I had pages, pages of notes that he would tell me. Um, And then I made the mistake of confiding in a friend who I felt was spiritual. Because back in 1990s, not a lot of people were spiritual. And that gentleman said, I believe if you believe. Wow. Anyways, I ripped up those papers and I'm so sad I did. But, you know, a lesson to everybody, don't let what anybody else says deter you from what you believe in. And Mm -hmm. I knew I was dreaming of Brian. I remember telling you, I wonder if Brian's getting me ready to pass. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe he's visiting me in my dreams to like kind of get me ready for the afterworld. And then the next night I had a dream and it was just a white, white screen. And all I hear was, I won't bother you again. Okay, so he didn't bother me for years right. until Jess and Josh passed. So I'll get to that when I test. I'm going to be back on telling my dreams of when Jess and Josh died, and they came in my dreams. But today, um, I just wanted to share with you about Brian, and I've got a couple more. So um, I want to share with you my dad passed in 2020. My dad, for 58 years, well, actually 55 years, had MS. So he was paralyzed on one side of his body. Um, He had to have a walker and he had to have a brace. So, um, but, you know, he never never let it get him down. He literally lived life as much as he could um, with that walker, um, driving, you know, everything. He really was quite remarkable. And um, so when he passed in 2020, I knew I was going to have a dream about him. And when I finally did, this is the dream. So in my dream, I'm sitting in a bar and I'm across from this man. Now, it was I knew it was my dad, but it was a much younger looking person. It wasn't he wasn't 83 years old, and but I knew it was my dad. And so I'm sitting there and on the table, I have a glass of wine in a plastic glass. I don't do plastic glasses for wine. And it kept flipping over. So the wine kept spilling. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to the bar. I'm going to the bar and I'm getting a decent glass of wine in a glass. Right. So I go up to the bartender and I see him. He's counting money out. And um, I also see my dad's walker is right beside him. And all of a sudden he picks up all the money and he goes to my dad and I follow back and I'm at the table and this gentleman is to like to the left of my mom, my dad. And he's like hands my dad the money and my dad's sitting there counting it out. And he goes, sold. And he runs out of the bar and I'm like, dad, dad, you, you, you can't sell your walker. I'm like, what the heck? So I follow him out. You know, I follow him outside the bar and I'm like, whoa, I'm in my dream. This is my visitation dream with my dad. Because now I'm outside and I can see like a high school football field and um, and there are bleachers and I can see my father on the very, very top bleacher. And so I go to get my mom and I'm like, mom, dad's here. Dad's in my dream. You know, again, this is a dream. This is spirit. This is spiritual. This is like energetic. And so I grab my mom, we go up the bleachers, and my dad stands up. And he has the longest 
whitest legs I've ever seen and they were straight. They were straight. And he's, when he stands up, he starts jumping up and down, getting his knees to his chest. And he's showing me he's healthy. He has no more body diseased with MS. And then he looks at my mom and this gets me every time. He says, you wanna dance? And they danced, they danced in my dream. So it was pretty remarkable. Um, as you can tell, it's just, my dad wanted to dance with my mom probably all those years and they were doing it. So that was pretty cool. Okay, sorry, got, I got Kleenex because that gets me every time. So then I have, um, okay, my Aunt Bonnie dream. So my Aunt Bonnie, I adore my Aunt Bonnie. After the kids died, she was so, so supportive and so by our sides. And she embraced gay Ben and Grace tenfold. I mean, like they were her old grandchildren. And um, she died of uh, uterine cancer, I believe. Um, and so anyways, I, in my dream, we are packing up a house. Mm -hmm. And at first in the dream, I, 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 again, as I read my notes, it was either Aunt Bonnie's house. Or I think it was Aunt Bonnie's house. And we were all very, very sad. And, um, I know this dream happened in 2006. So I wrote it down March 4th in 2006. And so we're packing up the house and everybody's sad. And all of a sudden I see a shadow in the stream of my Aunt Bonnie. And I can see the shadow and it's got funny hats on, like tall hats and dresses. And I'm like, look at everybody, look at Aunt Bonnie. Nobody else could see her. So then I spent time in the dream telling everybody what Aunt Bonnie kept changing into. She had like the purple hat, like the purple, the, isn't there like a hat club, purple hat club um, for people over 50? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And she had a polka dotted black and white hat. Um, and she just, she'd had on this little skirt and she had a skinny little waist. It, it was so fun. And every time I was telling it, this, you know, what she was changing into, everybody was laughing mm -hmm. and that was, you know, the intention of the dream. But she sat down right next to me cause she, I wanted, she was wearing these high, high heels. I, I, I had said, I never saw any pair, pair any higher. So she sat down beside me so I could measure how tall the heels were. They had to be like at least eight inches. And when we were sitting there, she shares with me, she goes, when you were there, I wasn't in my body. I was in the kitchen. And so what she was referring to is when I went to say my goodbyes, you know, and she's laying on her inner bed and her body is failing, I was holding her hand and I was just talking to her and praying with her. And she just told me she wasn't in her body. She was in the kitchen watching me. I was like, oh my God, that's so awesome. Because yeah, don't be in your body that is failing you. Right. Yeah, that was so cool. So the, I think the dream was to make everybody laugh. Right, You know, that's what you talked about. Yeah. And I had another dream about Aunt Bunny. We were on a cruise, so we were in the middle of the ocean, you know. I think that kind of helped because there wasn't a whole lot of electricity, <laughs> you know. And um, and I see my Aunt Bonnie, and she's sitting at a table with a bunch of friends. And I'm like, Aunt Bonnie, oh my gosh. I'm like, where have you been? I have missed you. I have missed you so much. And she said, well, do you remember I died? And I said, Oh, I said, so this is my dream. 
And when I wake up, you will be gone. And she's like, yes. She says, remember the power cancer took me. The power cancer took me. I always thought that was interesting. I don't know what that means. I mean, that cancer is an energy. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I also, yeah, it really stuck with me because spirit uses different words. Like mm-hmm. when we had to get rid of the chemical out of our body, the right. birth control, right. they used the word chemical. And this was the power cancer took me. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty, pretty amazing to me. And then, let's see, I have one more I want to share today. So I was working at a hospice center a couple years ago, and um, my friend had to bring her mom to the hospice center. And she she was dying. She was passing cancer. And you worked with her quite a bit. You did a lot of healings on this woman. And I guess I want to say that is because I, sh- I forgot to mention that a lot of times these dreams don't come instantly. These could be, they could pass and they could come two months later. Right. Um, my niece, Sarah, came six months later. Um, it, it just depends. I think they have their healing to do after they cross over. I don't know. Okay, but this mom literally passed and the next night she was in my dream. And I sometimes think it had to do a lot with your shamanic healing. I don't know. That's part of the process of helping people when they're getting ready to cross over is the more healing you can do for them and the more dense energy you can pull from their luminous energy field, the easier it makes that transition process for them. Well, I think so, because that has never happened to me before because, I mean, it literally was one night. So, you know, and when I was working at the hospice center, when she was there, I would actually visit her in her room as well. And I would just kind of explain to her, you know, what I have heard from Jess and Josh, what heaven is like, what home is like. I was just trying to put her at peace. And she always would say, God, God's will be done, you know, and that when, but yet I know she was drinking it in. I know she was listening and loving it. Um, And so anyways, so she passed the next night she's in my dream okay so you gotta what I saw was she was in a closet it was a big closet and on the back wall it was like I don't know if many of you know about that 70s uh paneling it was brown it's Mm -hmm. brown paneling and it looks like you know black lines going through Mm -hmm. it so it's supposed to look like fake wood and stuff so in this closet it was a back wall of this paneling but Um, On the very bottom, there was a small door. And I thought that was really strange. Well, guess what? She pulled me through the small door. And so it was just like this. That's why I'm doing that. I felt like I was being pulled. And she was, um, you know, pulling me through the small door. And she's talking to me. And she's like, I have no more pain. I have no more pills. I am so happy. She was just so excited Mm -hmm. she was passing of cancer and she's just like I'm at peace I am so happy and I have no more pain and she's pulling me and then she says and I had a bath well my logical brain was like what you can have a bath in the spirit world huh and then I was like oh this is my dream so then I'm like I gotta remember everything to tell my friend 
so that, she, you know, she can have some peace from this dream. And so I start looking around to, to get a visual of, you know, what? Boom, I wake up. But then that day, I, you know, I texted my friend and I said, do you want to hear about the dream I had with your mama? And she's like, of course, of course. So we talked on the phone. And as I described, just like to you, I described the, the closet and the wall and the small door and all of the other things. She said, Beth, you've just got to know my mom's favorite Bible passage is Jesus and the narrow doorway. If you will try to enter, many will try to enter and few will enter. Um, she goes, and it's one of her favorite Bible passages. We are reading it tomorrow at the funeral. So that made sense for that tiny door because mm -hmm. I've never saw that before. And then also she said, and you know what? She hadn't had a tubby. She loved her tubbies. And since she had gotten a port, so she couldn't have had a bath. And yet in the spirit world, you can have a bath. Again, I don't know how that works, but she, those were the two things that really resonated with her. And mm -hmm. then later that, I think it was the next day I went to the funeral and they were just so complimentary and just so grateful. They were like, this is the only thing that's getting us through is that mom is not in pain. Right. She is, has no medication. She's just happy and she's free. So Oh, those are a few of my dreams that I've had. Um, so I dream of dead people, but who are truly not really dead. No. Their bodies are gone, um, but their spirit lives on. And I really hope that helps. I hope that resonates. I just, they are clearly still right here with us. Why, you know, Joshua said, we never left you. Mm -hmm. Right? In yep. title of our book. Yep. So do you have anything else you want to add? So I've had the opportunity to connect with people that have crossed over as well when I do some of the shamanic healings. And there's never been a time where they have been confused. There's never been a time where they are in pain or lost. They're always very happy. They're always content. They have this sense of peace and love and understanding about them. And they're more concerned about us than they are about themselves. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a comment. We do love to hear from you.